and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to talk some college basketball. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, head basketball coach at Utah State, Craig Smith, with us here on the big show. Coach, thank you very much for a few minutes. How are you doing? Oh, man. It's so uh, First of all, thanks, thanks for having me on. And secondly, i got to tell you, it feels so good to talk to you guys and not having to be bogged down by talking to Scotty Gerard um, all the time. So I know this is going to be a killer interview. I know for a change I'm going to have to answer some original questions. And uh, uh, and maybe you can do the pregame show tomorrow as well. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's the Utah Broadcaster of the Year you're talking about. I know. You know, I'm giving him a hard time. Scotty's awesome. Have such a great relationship, and he kills it all the time. So, well, he's, uh, he's very fortunate to be around him. He's he's great at what he does, and he, he truly, Coach, uh, as a as a fan of radio and and play by play, he brings Utah State basketball to life on these airwaves. He he's he's incredible what he does. He, and I will say, I told him this uh, after the radio show, our weekly radio show the other day, almost every radio show, he comes up with a question, and I'm just like, wow, like, you are observant. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yep. I can't believe you see that, you know, or feel that, uh, because a lot of times it just hits exactly what I've witnessed or saw or but I'm around our team every day and um, he has a great set of eyes for sure and has great feel for what's going on so coach just don't get him talking (laughs) no yeah (laughs) just just don't talk to him about two things Craig uh lawn care and uh and and smoking stuff on the grill uh and then you'll you'll have to sit down for five hours to hear it all or uh, he gave me he after uh, one of the games I think it was at New Mexico he gave me a pen um, that he made on his is it called a lathe a lathe I think yeah it's a lathe, mm-hmm. where he does this wood stuff and he's super passionate man he is incredibly talented to be able to do that so I told him so that pen now just sits on my office desk and every contract that comes through every national letter of intent that comes through like that baby's being signed with that that pen that he gave me Well, Coach, let's talk about your team. And, uh, you know, this one might be a bit of a softball if, if you're uh, – but I want people to understand what exactly you're doing up there in Logan because it's, it's pretty amazing. And Doug Hoffman, your guy, uh, tweeted this out, um, I believe it was yesterday, uh, talking about uh, what you're doing up there. He said, won 15 of 16 Mountain West games over, overall, won 18 of 19 against Mountain West opponents, 36-9 and nine in Mountain West play, uh, 21-2 at home. And I would add, don't leave – out two-time Mountain West Conference Tournament champion. Um, what's going right up there? Well, Jake and Gordon, um, uh, well, first of all, thanks for – I didn't see that tweet. I appreciate you 
things. I, I had no idea. Um, it's been a good run, obviously, but you know, coaches do your best to put guys out on the floor and help put them in a position to have success. But basketball is a player's game. Uh, quite frankly, every sport's a player's game. You know, the players got to go out there and and defend hard and rebound and execute a game plan and make the decisions on the offensive end and you know. Uh, got to be able to make the right reach off the screen or roll or feed the post or and then put the ball in the hole. And so we've been fortunate to have some very good players um, that have really bought in to what we're trying to do on, on both sides of the ball. And, you know, certainly this is year three and we're a different team. You know, we have nine, we had nine new guys, nine guys that had never played one minute of basketball for the Aggies. Marco Anthony, redshirted last year as a transfer from Virginia. And then we have eight freshmen, one redshirt freshman, seven true freshmen. So, you know, it just, you know, this year, this year of all years, it's not the right year to have nine new guys with the pandemic and not having your normal summer and and not having your full allotment of games. But you know, we have a philosophy in our program, NBA, and people think of NBA and they think National Basketball Association. We say next best action. So no matter what happens, whether it was good or bad, next best action. You've got to figure it out. And um, and our guys have really bought in. Obviously, start out 0-2, but have played really good basketball since then. And it just takes time. You know, you got to build chemistry. We have a great group of men that really want to do well. Um, but it takes time to understand the scheme. Uh, our terminology is kind of like learning a, a whole new language for all these new guys. Um, but you're starting to see the, uh, us playing uh, very connected on both sides of the ball, and uh, and good things are happening. And then, of course, you know, playing in in the spectrum. I mean, we have a great home court. We're fortunate to have a few fans at the game, um, but this place is a special place. And and obviously, our fans love basketball as the whole state of Utah does. I learned that really quick uh, when I got to Utah. How passionate uh, all fan bases are in their basketball, and I love it. So, Craig, I have a fundamental question, really, that relates to everything you just said, and it's this. How do you get the guys to achieve these things? How do you get your assistants to buy in? How do you get your players to buy in? And how do you get yourself to buy in? Well, for myself, I mean, I love what I do. I don't feel like I work a day in my life. And don't get me wrong, we put in a lot of hours and miss a lot of family stuff. But I, I, I get I get paid to coach basketball. Like it's a, it's incredible. Um, we have an unbelievable staff. Um, Eric Peterson and Austin Hansen came with us um, from University of South Dakota. David Ragland, uh, I hired him when we first got hired, and then our whole administrative staff. And so it helps to have continuity. You know, we know what we're looking for in every way, shape, and form on the floor with scheme and what we're trying to accomplish. And then, uh, you know, and then recruiting the types of players that usually do really well for us. And so recruiting obviously is a big part of it. Recruiting guys that fit your style of play, that fit your mentality, building relationships, um, 
in every way, and relationships really matter. What kind of people are they? And and are they going to thrive in Cache Valley? Are they going to thrive at Utah State, um, both basketball-wise, with our style of playing, our culture, and then off the floor? You know, um, Cache Valley isn't for everybody. Just like, you know, um, Seattle or L.A. or Houston might not be for everybody. So you got to be able to figure out who's going to have have a chance to have a tremendous amount of success uh, at Utah State through the recruiting process. And we've been fortunate um, on all fronts, and I think it shows on the floor. Coach Craig Smith with us from uh, Utah State. And, Coach, I want to ask you about building a, a defensive culture there because defense, you guys have just been really clamping down on teams. And, you know, uh, watching your previous teams, not that, that they weren't, uh, you know, hard-nosed defenders necessarily, but you've seemed to have taken it to a next level this year. Can you talk about building a defensive culture? Well, we we have been good defensively over our first two years, but not quite as dominant. Certainly, uh, I think as a whole, we're we're just more athletic uh, up and down the lineup, and it starts with Kata. You know, he was the defensive player of the year as a true freshman, uh, but as a true freshman, he weighed 220 pounds. I uh, had a had a. Uh, 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 a pretty serious knee injury last year wasn't quite himself took him some time to get back to full strength and now he stayed here all summer when everybody else went home and he just really worked hard on his conditioning on his lateral quickness um, uh, and his strength now he's 235 to 240 and a strong guy so uh, he really anchors us but you know, Justin Bean averaged a double-double last year. He's a freak athlete, really strong. Alfonso Anderson uh, coming off the bench. Trevin Dory is the 7-1. We're the tallest team in the country. And then our guards can really move. And so when you have so many new guys, you know, quite frankly, early on, I give our guys too much stuff. And I think it slowed them down. So we, as a coach, I had to take a step back and really trim down the play package, trim down some of our – concepts defensively and really let's let's be brilliant at the basics and we chose the defensive end first and and our guys really dug in bought in have taken tremendous pride in understanding the opponent's strengths and trying to take those away and and then just competing every possession and so um you know we have a group that's really really hungry and and um are taking care of business on that, on that end of the floor. Craig, how important is it to have uh, individual players have success like what Sam Merrill has been able to do? Does that uh, bleed over in your recruiting? Uh, how does that help the program? Well, I think it helps in all fronts. It definitely helps in recruiting. Um, when, you know, you get an, an NBA draft pick come out of your program. And, and Sam, you know, just, I don't know how to say that. I mean, he, he really came onto the scene the last two years, and uh, he really improved his game, uh, not only with his shooting ability, but more so playmaking ability, but then also athletically. And he's never going to be confused for, you know, LeBron James or anything like that athletically, but, but he did get quicker and he did get more explosive. And, and, and now you're seeing that with Kata. And I can go right down the line. A lot of these guys have improved their games. Skill development is such a major piece of what we do. 
And I think you can see the strides from almost all of our guys from one year to the next year to the next year that you can see the individual improvement which carries over to our team. And so there's a feeling of if you buy in, and just understand the process and go through this, like great things are going to happen for for them individually, you know, uh, on an annual basis, which is going to help them, you know, three years from now, four years from now, five years from now. And then what really helps all of that, guys, is winning, right? When you When you know how to win and you understand how difficult it is to win consistently at this level, uh, it's hard to do. And so when you understand and you go through all that stuff and you know the recipe works, right, then you get these guys to buy in and it shows for both the team success and individual success. So, Craig, I have this question because I always wonder how – I promise, guys – Guys, I got uh, my voice is so shot. I promise I haven't been out doing things I shouldn't be doing. It's just <laughs> yelling at our guys too much, I guess. But uh, so bear with me a little bit. <laughs> I'm curious to know how Sorry, you went. How, how you went from uh, your alma mater, North Dakota, and then end up coaching at South Dakota. Was that? Is there a rivalry there? And how are you able to manage that? Well, I mean, those schools, it's, uh, you know, back in the day, they were the NCC and D2 days, and then going Division One, it's uh, it's definitely a rivalry. The Dakotas, you know, when you're <laughs> – everyone thinks there's one Dakota. It's like, no, there are actually two states, and we do have indoor plumbing um, and, and water that's clean coming out of the faucet. But um, it's a cool thing, right? Just – I think especially for the fans because those rivalries have been going on for so long between North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, South Dakota. There's a comfort there. Anytime, you know, any combination of those four schools will play each other, certainly the attendance is much higher. Um, you know, we're starting to feel that uh, in the Mountain West Conference where, you know, we've, we've always had that kind of natural rivalry with Nevada, but now we're starting to get more and more rivalries the longer we're established in the Mountain West Conference. And so that's a cool thing. And it's so great to be playing at this level, at such a high level, against such quality opponents. Um, and, then of course, we, you know, we always try to schedule in-state teams, right? So, I mean, we have a, an ongoing, I forget how many years left on the contract, with Weber State. And we go to Weber State. There's not many Mountain West schools going to a big sky school. Right, and Weber State's always very good. Obviously, our BYU, you know, BYU and us playing each other, home and home, and 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 in the Beehive Classic, and of course that uh, got absolved this year. Um, uh, last year we played Utah Valley. We didn't go right on down the line. We were supposed to play Dixie, but it got canceled. So I think it's really important, especially in our great state, where the fans love basketball and they want to see local, you know, local regional schools play each other. I think that's incredibly, incredibly important and something that we're going to continue to do uh, at Utah State. Coach Craig Smith with us. Uh, he and his Aggies will try to make it 12 consecutive wins uh, coming up tomorrow night uh, against Colorado State. Tip-off will be at 9 o'clock pregame right here on the Zone Radio Network. We'll begin at 8.30. And, Coach, thanks so much for joining us. And rest assured, you are far from the last horse coach that will make an appearance on the big show, I assure you. <laughs> 
thanks a lot, Jake and Gordon, for having me, and and hope to be on again sometime soon. Thanks, And Coach. in the meantime, go Aggies! Might have to save that. <laughs> that was an enthusiastic go Aggies right there. Thanks man, to you, Coach. He, he is an enthusiastic man. No he doubt is. about it. Yeah, and, and, you know, there are different ways to coach a team, certainly, but, uh, you know, I think enthusiasm can often be infectious. And uh, his, play, his team plays with a lot of energy, um, they, especially defensively. It's like we were talking about in the last hour. Pretty amazing how good they've, they've uh, become on that side of the basketball. Well, it, it's, it's a reflection not just of words, but of the way he goes about his business. And I think the players feed off that. They pick up on it. They like it. And it works for him. So he's done a terrific job up there, like you, you indicated earlier, Jake. Just a, I mean, I think they're pretty happy with him up there. I think they can hold on to him. See, now that's the big question, right? Um, because, you know, Utah State is, is not a, a blue blood college basketball program. And him putting together really the, the, I guess go, going on three years that he's put together up there in Logan, I would I would guess that'd be pretty attractive to uh, yeah. um, maybe a bigger program looking for somebody. But you know, as we know, Gordon, the, sometimes coaches are are more co- comfortable in smaller environments. Maybe he falls into that category. And we really don't know how many jobs are going to be open this year uh, for obvious reasons. There were hardly any last year, so may, what opportunities uh, pop up? But I I would guess he's got a pretty strong resume. Yep. There's no doubt about that. And that's the thing, you know, a guy comes into a place like uh, he did at Utah State, and uh, he may, I don't know what his ambitions are. I assume that when he went to Utah State, he didn't think, okay, I want to be a lifer here. I don't know that for a fact. Maybe he would, and I would understand if he did. But he he makes people believe, he makes people think that this is the only place on his radar. And you have to do that because if you don't do it, then, uh, you know, it's not going to work. But he has convinced everybody around him that he cares deeply for that school and that program, and he'll do whatever he can to make it work. That would be a real challenge for an athletic director, I think. Who who do you hire? Do you hire the guy who uh, may be there for two or three years, but those two or three years might be lightning in the bottle? Or do you hire a guy who you are confident is going to stay? Ordinarily, I would, <laughs> I would lean toward the loyalty of the the latter. However, I mean it worked out pretty well for Utah football when they hired Urban Meyer, and everybody knew he was a carpetbagger. See, the funny thing is, though, then they went the completely di- opposite direction with Kyle Whittingham, and that's worked too. <laughs> yeah, I guess either way can work. I prefer the latter. But I don't know how fans feel about it. Nobody wants to be used as a stepping stone, do they? Or is that just a matter of what's real? But and, yet, uh, Urban, Urban, there, there is, there is no wit run at Utah if it weren't for Urban. Uh, is that one hundred percent true? Well, I mean, how how do you know one hundred percent true? But I mean, I I think that the energy and the bar that Urban Meyer set in his short time at Utah had a lasting impact on the program. Yeah, I I feel pretty comfortable sure. with that opinion. I you yeah. know maybe maybe you know the wit would have eventually been hired after Ron McBride retired or something if it went a dir- different direction and maybe the mm-hmm. same success happens. But I I absolutely think Urban had a lasting impact at Utah. So you know maybe he's not there, but those benefits benefits of him being there can continue on with the next coach. Yes, true. All true. And if you talk to Witt about 
about Urban's influence on him, I, I think that was profound. Well, and didn't Urban, you know, like organize the muss and do a bunch of kind of things that, that zapped enthusiasm into the program? Yeah, but it was about the winning, Jake. Oh, I That's agree, but there's that. there's other stuff that he did that is continued on, even into down into practice habits and things like that. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, all of it's true. And Whittingham, I think, did learn from him about what works and what doesn't. And um, I, I think, uh, based on what I know, it seems like they've stayed close through the years. Right. So that that would be really challenging if you're an athletic director, pretty much at any level outside of like the top four or five teams in the country in uh, either particular sport, football or basketball. Because, I mean, you, you know, you could see even a Pac-12 program losing a coach to say, you know, like an Alabama or something if one of those big jobs came open. I mean, we've yeah. seen Sarkeesian go from Washington to USC. I mean, there are very few uh, jobs out there where a coach isn't, isn't a quote-unquote stepping stone job to something. But you know how fans are. Fans like guys who want to be at their place because it's important to them and they want it to be important to the uh, to the coach. He's the guy who's running the thing and uh, and maybe that's maybe that's old fashioned now. Maybe that doesn't really apply anymore. I, I don't know. No, I think fans like that, but you know what else fans like? Rattling off Mountain West Conference tournament victories. <laughs> exactly. Tournament titles. And I'll tell you this, like um, I covered Stu's first Mountain West Conference tournament for the Aggies down there in, in Vegas. And mm-hmm. I think they won their first game and then their second game. I'm trying to remember who that was, but it, they got just demolished. Go Lobos! It might have been the Lobos, actually. But Stu's press conference afterwards, you know, his message in a sense was, boy, we got a long way to go in this league. You know, mm-hmm. he said it a little more positively than that and complimenting <laughs> his opponent, you know, saying, yeah, they're really good. But the, the overall sense was, yeah, we got some work to do uh, on a talent front. And now, you know, that wasn't that long ago. And now Craig Smith rattled off two Mountain West Conference championships in a row working on mm-hmm. a third. Yep. I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty amazing. That's 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 a pretty good run right there. Do you think that some of those athletic directors of which you speak, do you think they have a similar ambition in mind that this is a stepping stone for them as well? Yes, I do. Sometimes, sometimes not all the time. Hey, by, by the way, that drop just uh, reminded me. We've got Gordon saying, go Cougars, go Utes, go Jazz, go Lobos. But no Utah State. Jeez, why, isn't, why aren't the Aggies getting the is love there, Is that because Gordo? you are a Lobos fan? Ooh, we are through the looking glass here, people. Uh, do you want me to do it right now? I want you to mean it. Yeah, now it feels like we're twisting your arm. I mean, it's hard to match what we already heard from the coach. Oh, Aggies! That was pretty amazing. See if you can one-up coach there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't up one-up that. I mean, even... Go I, I, even, Aggies! I'll try. Go right. Aggies! You ready? Yeah. Go Aggies! Okay, all right. Okay, I like that. It just didn't feel real. It like felt the, forced. the Go Lobos feels really real. Okay. Well, I was trying to. I, was go trying to Lobos. I know you were trying to imitate, but we can't. We can't all be Craig Smith. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me try it again. Ready? Go Aggies! Okay. Let me try it again. Go Aggies! I liked both of those, actually. Yeah, they both sounded very sarcastic. They'll work. (laughs) All right, stay tuned. Big thanks to Coach Smith for jumping on with us. Uh, Awfully nice of him to do so. Well, more straight straight ahead on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Go Aggies! 
Go Lobos! Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. We've got Locke, who's going to jump on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we have the Not Sports Report at 4.50. Yeah, you <laughs> got a, little... a tease for us to, today, Gordon? Oh, I, I got a couple of items. Uh, but I didn't sense enough enthusiasm in, in your tease there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not that's not the response that you typically get. The good news yeah. is, Jake, we already got the locusts talk. That's out, out of, of the way. way so. That's terrific news. That's actually a really good point, Austin. That was kind of a mediocre. Uh, that would have been a mediocre uh, not sports report. Yeah, that was said. like the Ruth's Chris of not sports reports. No, it was not. Knock it off. All right, uh, I've got a, an ex- a NBA exercise for you, Gordon. All right, this will require some some critical thought, okay? Okay. Tear out the Western Conference for me. Going as far down as you want to go. You know, who's in the first tier of teams, second tier of teams, third tier of teams, etc.? Hang on one second. I will tell you. I will go with the Lakers... The Clippers, I'd say the Lakers, Clippers, and Jazz are the first tier. Okay. Second tier, I would say, wow, this is harder than I thought. I know, it is challenging. I was I was going through it in my own mind, too. So I, we'll, we'll see where we agree and disagree. All right. Um, I guess I would go Suns. Nuggets, Blazers, and maybe Mavs and Warriors. So that's a that's a big tier. Okay. Then the bottom tier, I'd say the T Wolves, the Rockets, the Kings, uh, the Pelicans, the Thunder. I, I don't mean to. Uh, I don't think the Thunder are are, are really bottom tier, but. That middle tier is pretty big, isn't it? Well, the Thunder, they're they are rebuilding. I mean, they, they got rid of Chris Paul. Okay, I'll go ahead and put them in. And what I don't know what to do with is the Spurs, who are 8-6 and six right now. And the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are, are playing some good basketball. I'm surprised the Spurs are 8-6. and six. I mean, we saw the Jazz play the Spurs, and they smoked them, but... I'll put both of them in the middle group. Sorry, the middle group is so large. But really, the point, um, the major point is that those three teams that I mentioned, including the Jazz, are the three best. And I think right now that is somewhat substantial, such as it is. Ordinarily, I would have the Nuggets up there, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's between me listening to you about how they've downgraded from a year ago. Um, I, I just... I don't know. The two teams that I'm really not sure about are the Nuggets and the Mavs because everyone thinks the Mavs are going to do these wonderful things 
four and seven, man. And they've, you know they've six and seven, but they oh, six and seven. They've I'm lost sorry. three in a row too. So yeah, six and seven. But I and I, and I think that uh, you know they have fine talent on that team, and they've had some injuries. But I don't know whether I I put them at that that top level. I just I can't go there. I have to see more. I guess. Well, I certainly don't put them at the top level right now. I'll agree with you on that. Uh, you so mean, yeah, but you said you said right now. I was talking more about in general. Okay. Either way, that's that's fine. I still don't have them in the top tier. Either way. Okay. Um, the, so here are some of the debates that I'm having in my mind, Gordon, and they're not all that dissimilar to yours, and it, particularly because there's a lot of middle of the road teams in the West. There just are. I I kind of have the Lakers in a tier of their own. I don't think either the Jazz or the Clippers are as good as the Lakers, and it, it pains me to say that. But I didn't know I that mean, you could make them a tier. No, of hey, this is but this is not a this okay. is not a science, Gordon. We're just giving our opinion here. So you don't even put the Clippers in the same same uh, uh, rot- sort of uh, uh, atmospheric level? No, I, I don't. Their implosion last year can concern me because I picked them last year. I thought they were going to be better than the Lakers last year. You said they were going to smoke the Nuggets. They should have smoked the Nuggets. That's There's no excuse for that. And part that's part of what gives me pause about the Clippers. Maybe it comes undone. And, I, you know, playoff P. How good is he? But so I've got the Lakers. He's uh, played really well this year. Uh, the Jazz and the Clippers, I'm going to put them in the in the second tier because I do think, and particularly the way the Jazz are playing right now, I do think they're a level above what comes next. But the the discussion as you went through of what comes next I think is fascinating cuz I would put Phoenix in there which feels weird. I oh. would not put Golden State in there which feels weird. I'd have Golden State a, a tier below. And Portland, you know, does Nurkic get back in a couple of months and what condition does he get back in? But for now I I put him in the in the tier below the Jazz. Um Memphis is interesting. Uh, Denver, I don't. I'm with you. I'm not a big believer in Denver. I would still put the Dallas Mavericks in the tier just below the Jazz. But, but to your point, I, I think you make a terrific one. We haven't seen that team yet, right? Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I kind of don't know what to expect. Outside of that, I've got everybody in kind of the lower tier. San Antonio's playing well right now. Right now, I'm just not a believer. Um, Golden State will end up seeing, but I'm not a believer. Memphis is interesting, but I think they're still a, a year away from from being good. Um, Sacramento might never be good again. Houston obviously <laughs> is in a rebuild. Minnesota, they may never be good again. Um, However, remember, they were one of the few teams that uh, handed the Jazz a loss. Ah, because they play that defense, Gordon. That yeah. that aggressive in your face pressure defense. The Jazz didn't handle it well in that game. So their differential is over ten points uh on the negative. <laughs> yeah. So actually we don't we don't disagree all that much, I don't think, but but it, it's not it's not what I expected at this point. You know, some teams are better, some teams are worse, and I'm trying to decide whether I'm, I'm letting that impact my overall view of what's going to happen. And it's early yet, um, but when I look at the Suns, I see a team. Okay, they've got uh, Devin Booker, and they've got Aiden, and they've got uh, so they've got a, a great shooting guard, and they've got a big man. And they play some defense, or they're capable of it at least. Uh, what is their defensive rating right now? Give me a second. I, I can, I I can look it up. Um, let's see here. Because I don't know. Devin Booker, not a defensive it, player, and Chris no, Paul has, no. has, is old. But some of their, some of their role players yeah, are, are pretty are, good. Yeah. 
Gritty players. So uh, let's see. Uh, Defensive rating for the Suns right now, fifteenth. So not terrible. Yeah, so middle of the pack. Not good yeah. either. I mean, but I thought they were horrible last year, weren't they? they uh, I'd have, have that to look up it up. There. I'm not click, sure. Look on. If you push the one button back, you'll see what they were a year ago. How, I, how I do you even bad. know what I'm looking at? I can read your mind. I know what you're doing. <laughs> no, you don't he's, do a show together for as, You don't do a show together for as long as we have without. Whoa! Knowing what's that, that other uh, window you got open there, Jake? Let's see. They were 17th <laughs> last year, so not Mike much. From IT? Not much of a difference, actually. Okay. 111.4 last year. And this year they're at, as this jumps around to me, 109.7. So a little bit better. Speaking of that, you know, wasn't wasn't it just a few days ago when we were talking about the Jazz and how their need to be a top 10 team in both offensive and defensive rating? And by golly, now they are. Yep, we'll see if they can sustain it, you know, keep it going. I, I'm impressed with their climb in the defensive rating category. This past two weeks in particular, their defense has been really, really good. What did you say they are, sixth? Uh, yep. And they're ninth in offensive rating? Correct. Now we're getting eighth. there. I mean, if they – what's that? They're eighth, actually, in offensive rating. Okay. Eighth and sixth? I mean, now we're getting into heady territory here. Are the Lakers uh, still in the top five in both? I'm sorry to ask you questions. I Google too, but uh, uh, the Jazz are heading in a very, a very uh, encouraging uh, direction right now. And I, and I, you know, I mean, this is sort of what we expected. Uh, I did, and whether they can maintain that or not, I'm not sure. Well, we'll see. I mean, it'll, it'll depend on the teams they go up against. But so far, so good, certainly for this Jazz. What, what's what's their? Who do they face? Okay, so they have the Pelicans again. Who do they have on Saturday? Let's see here. I'll bring up the schedule as well. I will as well. But <laughs> I the, won't. I guess the re- <laughs> the reason I'm asking is because the Jazz have won six in a row. How how far can they stretch this thing? Not that it really matters <laughs> at, at, at this point. You know, I mean, really, you're preparing for the playoffs. That's what matters most. But I want just for. Just for our evaluations, I mean, okay, so they have the Pelicans, and then they have the Warriors, and they have the Knicks, and that'll be an interesting game to see if the Jazz can make the adjustments necessary to take care of a team that beat them last time in their second-half collapse. Then they have the Mavericks twice, the Nuggets again, the Pistons, the Hawks, the Hornets, the Pacers. It's not inconceivable that they could they could really stretch this streak out. We want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. Uh, Their New Year special is going on now. Save $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of January. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com. We'll further our jazz conversation coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. David Locke's going to jump on with us. We've got the Not Sports Sport coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. Time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? 
We're going to two restaurants. Eh, maybe multiple restaurants, but uh, anyway, uh, this two stories have to do with restaurants, okay? All right. The first one has to do with a certain fast food restaurant uh, chain that apparently uh, takes your picture when you drive through the drive-thru. For what purpose? Well, it's, a, it's a very well-known uh, fast food uh, restaurant. Better not be Skipper's. They take your picture while you're ordering so they can match the right order with the right car. But I didn't know they took my picture. Did you know they took your picture? I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, 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 it's McDowell's? Mickey, D- Mickey D's. Yeah. Are they taking the picture or is it just video camera footage from the security camera in the parking lot? I, the story said they take your picture. Um, and, and Then so how are they I still don't... messing it up all the time? <laughs> like all the time. I don't know. But that's why they do it. And and the a worker revealed this online. And uh, so uh, she said you might not want to be you know, doing anything embarrassing in your car while you're ordering. I'm going shirtless every time from now on. <laughs> And then there's this story, Jake, out of Montreal, Canada. Apparently, you know how you can go online and find all the reviews on all these restaurants and people say how much they love it or they they hate it or whatever. And it seems like oftentimes those reviews can be quite uh, aggressive. I'll say it that way. Yelp. I've heard of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there is a a restaurant owner, a Chinese food restaurant type place, and there are reviews left about the restaurant, but they come from the restaurant owner. The The restaurant owner. Yes. That's not cool. And you would think, okay, if it's coming from the owner of the restaurant, then it's going to be really, really positive, right? Well, that's not the case at, I don't know how you say the name of this restaurant, Fai Gong Fai? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the owner there wrote this about a couple of different dishes. The first one, orange beef, eleven ninety nine. okay? Owner's words, comparing to our general Tao chicken, this one is not that good. Anyway, I'm a, not a big fan of North American Chinese food, and it's your call. The next one is, what is this one? Satay sauce beef. Okay, this is what the owner wrote. Uh, this is the number one choice dish ordered by Chinese customers across whole China, according to an Internet survey. And I totally believe that. When I was in China and went to a restaurant, I always ordered this dish. It's so popular that it has so many different versions in China. Since I have so high expectation on this dish, I'm not a huge fan for our version, to be honest. But don't get me wrong, the plate at our restaurant is very tasty, too. It's just different from those where I went to school. The next one is, what is this one? Uh, It says, whatever it is, uh, it says, this is new on our menu. I did not have a chance to try this one yet. According to a lot of customers, this one was very popular. I still don't have a chance to taste it. Looks like I should spend more time eating in my own restaurant. 
The next one uh, is, what's this one called? I don't know. It, I can't I pronounce the words. Uh, owner's comments. The intestines are fried. It's kind of too dry. Compared to, to stir-fried pork intestine, I recommend the former one. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not used to this kind of honesty. Uh, Are you? No, Gordon, it's... I'll be honest with you guys. I much preferred the time we read prison reviews over uh, this Chinese that restaurant was, review. That was yeah. more entertaining. I agree. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you this, Gordon. Are you really surprised? Because he's giving, uh, he's promoting an item in every single one while trying to be honest. Like, this isn't as good as our General Tso's chicken, let me tell you. So he's he's... Still getting in a promotion for his item. But I'll tell you this. A lot of those online review places, they guard against owners giving overly glowing reviews under the guise of someone else. They like they go to great lengths. So huh. if the if the owner were just to come out and be like, this is the most incredible food ever created, they probably would take it down. So what you're saying, Jake, is the General Tao's is three times as expensive yeah. as the one that he's saying is no good? Right. He's bagging on some dog food dish, but promoting... <laughs> Like the what is really, really popular. You yeah. are such a freaking cynic. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there reading this. I'm going, wow, that's really candid. That's really honest. I, I would be likely to give this restaurant owner some business because I do appreciate that kind of honesty. Haven't you ever gone in and talked to the waiter uh, before you actually order something and ask them about different dishes? And they say, uh, uh, it's really not that good. I, I've heard that before of you. I don't usually ask the waiter's opinion. But but maybe that's because uh, there's high demand for that particular one, and they're trying to shovel the other stuff off on yeah. you. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe that means uh, that uh, the margins are much better for the General Tso's chicken. <laughs> Here I thought this person was being really honest and deserved some praise and some business, and you just shoot it right down. Sorry, buddy. I apologize for that. I have a buddy uh, that uh, that works in that industry, and um, like plant reviews are, are a big thing they combat against. Hmm. All right. Well, well, never mind then. <laughs> you don't need to never mind. I'm just giving you my opinion. <laughs> I I do you trust those? No. Even if they're coming from other customers, do you trust them? Not really. Because every time I see these online things, I think, what's to prevent somebody who has a stake in the whole thing to be planting these reviews or, or maybe a competitor from another restaurant Bang wants to it. rip this place. And, and so I, I but but when you read it, you sit there and you go, hmm, you know, at least it bangs around in your head for a minute. Um, and, and, I don't put a whole lot of stock into them. I'll tell you what my wife does. But uh, the, these companies supposedly try to go through great efforts to prevent those sorts of shenanigans through yeah. algorithms and stuff. Well, you. Okay, so how does that work? I'm not a computer programmer, Gordon. <laughs> I mean, you see these reviews on everything from restaurants to resorts to hotels to, I mean, you see it on everything these days. And it seems like there's a lot of unhappy people out there that are unsatisfied with whatever's being provided. Well, let's I, just I, say, Gordon, that you, uh, you ran a restaurant. And uh, your first review was from Lisa M. And it was the only review she's ever done and said, this is the greatest restaurant I've, re I've ever eaten at. It probably won't take the company long to get to the bottom of what's going on. Just a guess. I suppose. But, I mean, I've got friends uh, that nobody would know or connected to anything who, who may, might be. And how many uh, reviews have they left online? 
I could call 50 of my friends and say, hey, leave a review. And how would they trace those people to me? Trust me, they'll figure it out. Oh, okay. uh, all right, stay tuned. We've got David Log next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The great David Locke. I'm not trying to be a flamethrower here, but Giannis is the MVP, but he's not capable of carrying his team to a championship. The fact that they go away from him for the final five minutes of every game is a significant problem. And the fact that they, like, didn't guard him and he airballed a three, it's a pretty dramatic visual. It's a really big, significant problem that has shown up two years in a row in the playoffs, and his game is not any different this year than it was a year ago. He's great. He's the MVP. Like, don't misunderstand what's being said here. But there is a difference between those players that can win championships and those players that can't. And there is something to be said for those that have won them and those that haven't. There's a reason in most cases. And there's going to be a reason why Giannis finishes without a championship. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Out to the zone phone we go. Joining us now, Ryan from The Dish Professionals. And with all the basketball going on right now, if you're a basketball fan, you've got to have the right program. And the good news is you can save money and get exactly what you want. That's where you come in, right, Ryan? That is right. And, you know, uh, Dish has really got the basketball side of things covered. They've got the Pac-12 network, so you get all those games. In fact, they've got all collegially. That's like they have all the channels. They do have NBA TV. Obviously, you can get all those games. You can get, uh, um, you know, all the other main network TV channels that are going to be broadcasting the games Dish has. So really you're covered there. They also have the NFL, NFL uh, Red Zone. So you're even covered on that side. So why are you paying more? Why are you spending more money with another provider? Make the switch. I'm going to tell you, you're going to be happier, and it's going to be easier. That's probably the one thing you're going to run into. Granted, the remote's going to be different. You know, you'll have to get used to a smaller remote that glows in the dark when you touch it and you'll never lose it because it's got a remote locator and it's got a little mic button so you just push the mic and you just ask for like utah jazz and it brings up the game so you can start watching it so it'll be different but it'll be better guys that's what you get with dish a simpler easier process that costs less the promotion is awesome two years Price guarantee, credits all the way through, movie channels for the next three months. Heck, you can even get free paid per view movies every single month. We're talking six ninety nine ones. Calls for details on this, but most listeners qualify for it. It's simple and easy. Save some money. Call us up. We'll take care of everything. Listen, we're the premier retailer for Dish. It means we're going to guarantee the best price. We're also we're the showroom or storefront. So if you want to check the system out in person. Uh, come by 8034 South State. I've got a nice, clean, safe environment that we can demonstrate the system, um, show you how it works, and really impress you. Like, where are so many things we can do where you're going to be like, okay, I want this in my house. And ideally, you just want a system that works really good and gives you everything you need. And if it costs less on top of that, it's a massive bonus. And that's what we're doing for you. Call us, 424-DISHES number, that's 801-424-347. Remember, pick up the phone and call us. We'll get you the best price guaranteed. We'll throw in uh, dinner at JCW's. He's got a call, 801-424-DISH. Thanks, Ryan, 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.